I thought my career at Amazon is over, uh, but my boss at that time uh, called me from US and said, "Celebrate! Uh, think about it that the world knows about your tool. You don't need to advertise about it." In fact, uh, the first white paper that I wrote, I had to write it 35 times, and it still didn't get presented. When you go on Amazon, no one teaches you how to shop, isn't it? So similarly, when you are coming up with HR processes, you are coming up with HR tools. It has to be intuitive that no one needs to train you for using those. Welcome to Amazon Unplugged. I am Rajiv Sharma, Director of Talent Acquisition at Amazon, and your host on this podcast journey. Join us as we get up close and personal with incredible leaders who drive Amazon. So get ready to become a part of this engaging conversation. Welcome to Amazon Unplugged. I have a very special guest today. Our guest has been at Amazon from the early years of the organization being in India. She joined Amazon 12 years back as the head of HR for technology businesses. Over the last 12 years, she's grown and today she leads the Amazon India, Japan and emerging markets as a vice president for people experience and technology team. Prior to joining Amazon, Deepthi's worked with various organizations across industries and has a very diverse experience. Welcome Deepthi Verma. Thank you Deepthi for joining us today. Thank you Rajiv and pleasure is all mine. So Deepthi, you're an adventure seeker. Did you finally do paragliding? Oh yes Rajiv, I did do paragliding. I had recently gone to Mexico with my family and uh, not only I did paragliding which was awesome. Uh, me, my husband, my son also, you know, jumped in a cenote uh, in Mexico. It was wonderful experience. And just for everybody's benefit, what is a cenote? A cenote is like a well. Um, you jump in a well, but of course you have the life jacket. What it does is it lets you get out of your fears. It helps you to come o- overcome your inhibitions. It makes you feel free. And I really loved. I really wanted to, you know, experience that feeling. So we all did that, and it was really fun. Wonderful. And and there is a commonality. I have done paragliding, and I can tell you. the fear that i had when i was uh, trying to jump off the cliff and then suddenly not feel any ground underneath my feet but after i took off it was a very different experience liberating experience yes yes absolutely tell us a little more about yourself your childhood and your early growing up years Oh, well i was uh, the second child in my family second girl child so uh, unlike my sister who was very obedient and well read I was very rebellious and a very restless kid. I could not sit at one place for more than 2 minutes. And uh, I was not very sure in my life as to what I wanted to do. So uh, I don't know if you will believe this or not, but before even joining MBA I must have, you know, tried to look at 8 or 9 different professions. Uh whether it was fashion designing, interior decoration, child psychology, journalism uh in fact someone told me maybe air hostess is also something <laughs> that you could do uh, my mother actually also asked me to try medical but i fainted while dissecting a, <laughs> a rat so uh and finally you know i was very focused on joining the armed forces just like my father mm-hmm. so then he said that i don't think you're very good at taking orders you won't be successful <laughs> in army why don't you try mba and then i tried mba and i 
joined HR. In fact, uh, Rajiv, I was reading this article which said that every 10 years people try to reinvent themselves, they want to do something new. So I think we are in an age where we always love to experiment, so I feel no education goes waste. Absolutely, spot on. Who's your role model and why? Well, uh, let me begin by saying I don't have one particular person as a role model. I have different people that I look up to. I really look up to my father for the discipline um, and the kind of commitment that he had towards the nation. You know, he was an army officer. My mother is a you know, person who kind of reinvented herself at every stage. She started her career at the age of 40. So she's my role model to never give up learning. Uh, she's also a very empathetic person. My son, who is trying to pursue sports, he's trying to be a cricketer. The kind of commitment that requires to get up every morning at 5 a.m. to go for coaching when your friends are partying, he's a role model. And of course, my husband, you know, the way he tries to balance his office and home and, you know, tries to enjoy every day. I, love the spirit that he has. So I learn from everyone. So it's not one particular person, but I look up to a lot, many people and learn from them every day. It's an interesting one. Uh, people say that working at Amazon is not the easiest. How would you respond to that? You know, Amazon is a very peculiar place. Uh, and when you join Amazon, you need to unlearn and relearn the Amazon way of doing things which means that maybe you would be used to doing PowerPoints and suddenly you are saying that deep dive and put white papers together, you know, think about all the research that you do. That process of unlearning and relearning takes time. And whenever you are trying to learn a new thing, it, it is not easy, it is challenging because you're trying to, you know, uh, get, be better at it and so on and so forth. That phase when you are trying to go through this, some people say it is not easy. But I would look at it that whenever you're trying to invest in yourself and you're trying to, you know, come up with, uh, you know, trying to build a new skill, you will always go through that little bit of restlessness. But once you do that, you feel really good and you feel very comfortable. I have been here for 12 years. If this was not an easy place, I don't think so I would have survived through this. But I must also look back at my journey and say that the first few years, when I was at Amazon, it, it took time for me to unlearn and relearn the Amazon way of doing things. In fact, uh, the first white paper that I wrote, I had to write it 35 times and it still didn't get presented. <laughs> I kept putting all the flowery language and then one person came to me and said, just keep it simple, just keep it crisp, do not need to overwrite, just make it simple and people will appreciate it. And when I did that, the paper got presented and accepted. I, I completely agree and you know, uh, I think uh, for me, particularly the way I look at Amazon is everyone in the room has tons of knowledge and when they are all knowledgeable, they will ask you smart questions, they will ask you the difficult questions at times, only to make sure that they're raising the bar and, and that process for some people uh, may not look as, as comfortable. Uh, because you're always on the toes and it's there's always uh, you know the way we say it it's still day one so so I think I think that's the part uh, which I feel people refer to as not being easy yeah no very well said uh, Rajiv I must tell you this that uh, one thing that 
excites people to come and work here is the spirit of learning every day. And that's why we say that, you know, it's always day one, but just like when you come to the office the first day you have butterflies in your stomach, it's like this every day because you, you know, you learn from the best of the best. Amazon does hire, you know, the best talent across the world. And uh, once you connect with the people across, you learn so much. So the spirit of learning every day uh, and feeling like it is day one is something that, you know, really excites a lot of people. And that's why they have long careers at Amazon. Yeah, like yours. Thank like you. mine. Thank you. <laughs> what are some of the challenges or failures that you faced uh, over the years, especially at Amazon? Would you like to share anything? Well, I have many failures and I feel that uh, at Amazon you kind of celebrate the failures and that's why you reach where you are. Uh, in fact, I remember uh, early on um, we were trying to, you know, come up with this portal which was a recognition portal. And we had launched it in India but because it was so great they said let's launch it globally. The day we were launching it globally, we launched it and I went off to sleep. And then there were people who were CS associates suddenly came to know about this and started sending these, uh, uh, you know, uh, kind of recognition to Jeff Bezos. And they started writing, dude, your company is really cool. And wow, I love working for you, Jeff, and, and so on and so forth. And, you know, the, that thing, that tool had a feature that every time you're trying to send a recognition, it goes to the person's manager. Now, Jeff did not have a manager, so it was going to the S-team every time people were writing. So in one hour, we had 50 messages going to S-team leader. And then I got a call and we had to pull down the service and we had to, you know, get that bug um, sorted. But it was a big learning. And I thought my career at Amazon <laughs> is over. Uh, but my boss at that time uh, called me from US and said, celebrate. Uh, think about it that the world knows about your tool, you don't need to advertise about it. So I still remember that there have been so many such uh, mistakes. You know, very recently I was, I started managing different countries and you know, you don't understand the culture of each country so well. And I would always think as to why one country people are comfortable to speak, another country people are not comfortable to speak and they would not disagree openly and I would wonder why. And they would then send emails later and so on and so forth. And then I realized that the culture there is that the, you don't, you know, just speak in front of others because it's a way of giving respect. And they have a different way of showing backbone. And as soon as I understood it, those, I became the best of friends with, with the employees from that country. So it's about, you know, learning those little nuances of each country, the culture, trying to understand the ethnicity from the mindset that they are coming. And that has helped me so much because I made a lot of mistakes initially not knowing uh, the small little things that you should be sensitive about. Yeah. I think uh, we say that uh, at Amazon, uh, there's this, uh, uh, you know, phrase that we use very often, it's called two-way door decision. Yes. Uh, and I feel a lot of times we are able to experiment and uh, feel that psychological safety because we can take decisions and if we know that, you know, this isn't working, we can always we'll revert reverse. back. So I think for me as well, I have, uh, I have seen many such. Uh, and one thing that really helped me was the whole concept of two-way door decisions and our managers creating that psychological safety for us. 
In fact, um, I was listening to this podcast which said that people don't remember what clothes you wear, what food you would have offered them, but they always remember how you've talked to them. Sure. And, and that's what we are trying to create at Amazon where we are saying that, you know, it's important to speak in a way that is empathetic. Um, I'd like to share a small experiment that okay. we did. What we did was we called leaders uh, in a group and we started, you know, asking them about how do you think people would be perceiving different things that we speak and all. And we actually shared, we actually kind of recorded the voices and we started sharing that. And it was an eye-opener for a lot of people because, you know, um, the small thing about just having a small talk with someone before you start asking, has this job been done or not? It's about creating that rapport with yeah. people. And sometimes we do it naturally, but sometimes in hurry we forget to do, which is very important for us to just uh, connect with people and I think that's what we are trying to create at Amazon, a very safe place for people to. In today's context, when we think about empathy, it doesn't mean that you cannot have a high bar on expectations. Empathy doesn't mean you are being soft on people. I think it's about doing it in the right way and keeping the human first and the rest of everything follows well. What advice do you have for the HR professionals, uh, you know, who are looking to enhance their leadership skills. Uh, you spent 25 years in this industry. What are some of your nuggets? You know, HR has evolved a lot over the years. Uh, if I s look at my 25 years of journey, I do feel old when I say that. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel that from when I started, it was personal management and it became human resource. And now, you know, we call ourselves people experience and technology where we are saying we'll use technology to improve the employee experience of people. People mm -hmm. experience is the most important. So I think it's very important for us to work backwards from what we would like our workforce to be. If I'm starting my journey as an HR professional or if I want to make it really big in HR, I think it's important for us to create an environment which is not just diverse, inclusive, but equitable. Yeah. And the second one is keep it simple. You know, one of the leadership principles that we have at Amazon is invent and simplify. It took a lot of time for me to learn that <laughs> leadership principle because, you know, I'm a person who's restless, would love to move from one thing to another. And then I realized that keeping it simple is something that is so important. And the last one is that, uh, you know, instead of focusing on competition, focus on your on your customers. Right. You get to learn a lot from your customers than focusing on your competition. So, Deepi, why is uh, diversity uh, important for an organization or a team? Can you talk to us about uh, your personal experience of how you've been driving it? Yeah, like um, unlike many organizations where diversity uh, is just considered about gender you know, that you have gender diversity. At Amazon, what I learned was that diversity is much beyond that. And uh, we have people who are from different countries, ethnicities, thought process, sexual orientation, veteran status, people with disabilities. We actually need that kind of a diversity in our workforce because it needs to mirror the kind of customer base that we have. And Rajiv, you know, diversity is just the first step. In fact, diversity is, is something that most organizations are right now focused at. But what I loved 
that at Amazon it's not just about diversity, it is also about creating an inclusive culture. It is also trying to be equitable and we are focused on all the three parameters fully. And uh, that's a big learning for me because, you know, as they say, diversity is inviting a person to dance, but inclusion is about asking the person for the dance and that I felt is so important. Uh, personally, I'll give you an example that when we were, when I was recruiting team, my own team, I realized that instead of just hiring people who are HR professional, I need to hire people with different backgrounds. So I hired people who were from army, mm -hmm. uh, who were from operations, who were from business, who were from consulting, and very few who were just pure play HR. I think that helps me to think through, you know, what really we should do for our customer, and that's why we have such a rocking team. It is. And could you talk to me a little about the programs that uh, you and your teams have been driving at Amazon, uh, specifically in respect to you know promoting more diverse and inclusive culture? Yes, uh, certainly. Uh, the one that I always start with is about the Rekindle program, and uh, you know my mother actually started her career at the age of forty, and she'd taken a break because you know we both were growing up and. When I came to Amazon, I wanted to, you know, uh, focus on women who've taken a break and, you know, give them an opportunity. Just last year itself, we've kind of hired over 200 people through that program. Um, then we also have something that we are recently, you know, started something called as Power of 10, where we have women leaders meeting our senior leadership team and learning from them, sharing their experiences what we did during this process, what we learned during this process was that it was not just women who were, you know, gaining experience by interacting with the senior leadership. The senior leadership was building a perspective about uh, the women leaders who've been there and, you know, trying to understand the challenges that they face, mm -hmm. you know, managing both personal and professional self. Mm -hmm. The another one which is very close uh, to my heart is, uh, you know, the AmazeWit platform that we recently had, which is about, you know, trying to get women not just within Amazon, but externally in the tech world, the, the women in tech are very less. So give them a platform to network, to learn from each other and not restrict it to Amazon because it is important for us to make sure that we are invested in the whole industry to, you know, in, increase the people, increase the women who are in tech. Uh, I also wanted to uh, tell you about the AFE program that we have, Amazon Future Engineers, where we went to thousands of schools and we kind of uh, tried, to, tried to understand who are the people who want to pursue their engineering degree. So we actually have given internship to people who are coming from backgrounds where you know they need some financial support so we are supporting women through that and give, giving them internships with us uh, and of course they have come through the proper channel and they've come and cleared the real bar for them to be you know doing internship at Amazon 68 of them are actually doing internship with Amazon right now it's a real success story and I really love the enthusiasm I see in them and I'm sure some of them would become who's who one day. So Deepthi, what qualities or skills do you look for when you're hiring uh, you know, HR professionals for your own team? 
the education qualification is not as important. Let me start by that. You know, you can come from different background, uh, but what you is important is do you have an aptitude towards, you know, building a career in HR. Uh, I feel that uh, top three things that I look for is the first is that the person has should be our right a lot, so should be able to handle ambiguous situation, look at data sets and be able to be a problem solver. Because in HR, being our right a lot is very important because a lot of decisions impact employees every day. The second one for me, which is very important, is you know leading with empathy. I think we need people. Of course, data, looking at data is important, but with data, how do you lead with empathy is very, very important for me. Uh, and last one, in the one that I'm also saying that I'm also building is Invent and Simplify because I feel that uh, while you know it is very natural for a lot of people to think big, but while you're thinking big, how do you invent and simplify in order to make life simple for employees? Just as an example, when you go on Amazon, no one teaches you how to shop, isn't it? So similarly, when you are coming up with HR processes, you're coming up with HR tools, it has to be intuitive that no one needs to train you for using those. It needs to be super easy, and people feel that it's a frustration-free environment that they are in. So those are the three that I always look forward to. So there we go. We know what we are looking for. So any of the professionals out here who are looking for Absolutely. a career, they know what to look for. Absolutely. How do you maintain work-life harmony? Or is there something like work-life harmony that exists? Uh, well, um, I, I really feel that uh, work-life harmony is a mindset. And uh, it is important for people to define that for themselves. Uh, am I busy? Yes, I am busy. Do I take out time to do things that I love? I take out time to do things I love every day. In fact, I'm not too sure whether you got a chance, but I wrote an article on LinkedIn very recently about you know, filling your cup and emptying your cup every day. Because if your cup is too filled with everything, which is you know, from one emergency or going to another emergency, you will not feel at peace. So it's important to do things every day that will give you happiness. Uh, and define what that is for you. For some people, it might be dancing. For some people, it might be spending time with their kids spending time with their parents or their pets, or even listening to music, you know, trying to watch a movie or doing exercise. In fact, even binge watching uh, or eating something which you want to eat, you know, when you are on a diet and suddenly you want to feel like eating, you have to define what it is for you. And then take out time every day to do that. Organization can only create an environment, but it is on yourself to make time every day. And uh, for me, I'm able to find that time because I feel it's important for me to feel energized and uh, I think it's a mindset. It is, and I think uh, I, I, I try to do that every now and then. And I remember one specific thing that I did, uh, especially during COVID, uh, you know, we were always on calls and uh, always on meetings. So I blocked my calendar for almost next six months from in the evening 6 to 7.30 p.m., one and a half hours, no calls. And by default, I would go out for a walk with my music on. And that, that was my, my recharge time for myself. And I think it helped so much. And the fact that I was able to very clearly, you know, tell my stakeholders and my teams to say, hey, look, this is my own time. So 
I wouldn't be taking any meetings. I think that really helped me. And I keep asking uh, all of the people that I meet to say, you need to find and define what you would want to do to recharge yourself. And you would be surprised how accommodating or accepting the organization is once you spell it out. Absolutely. You know, I will share uh, a story that one of my mentors told me. They said you go to an organization which may come across as that, oh, everything is uh, goes on a, at a slow pace and, you know, people have time for everything. Even in those organizations, there will be few people who will be super busy all the time. And then there will be some organization where it will be a fast-paced organization, but a person will be able to find the balance. So it's not about just the organization. It is about the mindset that you have to take out time for things that you feel are important. And that's why I say that it is important for you to define that for yourself. Absolutely. Okay, I think we move to the fun part now. Okay. And uh, fun for me to ask rapid fire questions. Uh, not so much for you if it is too much of a pressure. Do we have a hamper like people <laughs> get to give hampers after the rapid fire? Do we have that or it's just this tea or coffee? I, I think I think a hamper is to follow. Okay. Yes. Okay, great. So, then you can no ask pressure. me. Then you can ask me. Okay, so the way it goes is that uh, I'm going to ask, uh, you know, a specific uh, question and you need to choose whether it is this or that. Okay. You, coffee or a tea? Oh, tea and that too, ginger tea. Adhrak wali chai is my favorite. <laughs> okay, wonderful. Morning person or a night owl? A night owl. Uh, you know, I, I love to stay awake and, uh, you know, sometimes even binge watch. That's my way of, you know, uh, just relaxing at the end of the day. You know, I do that quite a bit because at the end of the day, when I have to just disassociate with all of the work conversation that in the head, I would watch a nice uh, series or a movie uh, and then that helps me quite a bit. Books or movies? Uh, Amazon Prime, uh, always. <laughs> Very specific, I like that. <laughs> Music or podcast? Music. Music. I'm a big, big uh, fan of music. It can, you know, just continues. I go home and the Alexa starts playing my favorite music all the time. Wonderful. Are you a cat person or a dog person? Actually, I love both cat and dog, but I think dogs love me more. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Diet or exercise? Depends uh, from which side of the bed I've got up from. So some days it is diet, some days it's exercise, some days it's nothing. I just love to sleep some days. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, that was great. And for the second and the last segment, I'm going to start a sentence and you'll have to complete it. Okay. A quote that speaks volumes to me is? Uh, a quote that my mom gave, which is uh, the best form of creativity is recreation of oneself. Deep indeed. Yeah. My favorite song is? Oh, there is one song which is from this movie called Parinita, uh, which says, Kaisi Paheli Zindagani. I feel that, you know, you get challenges every day, uh, but that song is so full of life that they say, life, what is life if you don't have full, you know, challenges? So, love that song. A little known fact about me is? I take dance classes every Friday night with my husband, even till now. Wow, and I have, I have uh, 
seen you in uh, your your keenness to dancing in, in, some, in parties. some of the parties. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> A book everyone should read. I'm right now reading Rumi. Um, I love uh, the quotes. Uh, it's so powerful. So I would encourage people to read that. It's really nice. Uh, your favorite movie? Three Idiots. You know, uh, I had talk, uh, talked about so many professions that I was trying to test and I thought that movie had the right essence of, you know, following your passion and do not get, you know, bogged down by, you know, just because someone else is doing something, you should do that. So, it's it's a wonderful movie. In my free time, I like to? Uh, play with my son, uh, play with my dog, uh, sleep, uh, eat, uh, decorate house. Uh, oh, I, I just fill my day with so many things so in a way I don't have free time because I love to do so many things uh, but yeah enjoy life in general. Great. Well it was absolutely wonderful knowing you a little more and hearing all of your advice and, and insights about how you deal with challenges within your day-to-day -day and at workplace. It was lovely talking to you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Rajiv. Pleasure is all mine to, you know, uh, have this uh, time with you. Thank you for having me over. And that brings us to the end of the episode. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you liked the conversations. Stay connected. We would love to hear back from you.